Hello and welcome to Resting Boss Face, the podcast. I'm your host, mentor and business bestie Tara, and I'm here to teach you how to start a business from scratch and grow to seven figures. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurial journey and we'll be covering topics such as systems, mindset, social media marketing, building a website and running and growing a profitable business. If we haven't met before, get ready to become business besties. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on Instagram, hanging with my amazing team or having a cheeky Friday cocktail in Brisbane, Australia. If you're ready to turn your passion to profit and build your dream business, this is the podcast for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. Today I'm going to speak about working from home and some productivity hacks. So obviously we're in a bit of a stressful time at the moment. It's very different and lots of you will be having to work from home now. And whether it's from choice of self-isolation or quarantine or that your company has enforced that, working from home is like a whole other experience. I've actually now been working from home for about seven years, maybe a bit longer, and um, I like to think I'm a bit of a professional at it, but trust me, it takes time. It's, it's like a whole new way of working, and especially when it's enforced, so even for myself, I've had to um, self-isolate, And having the choice of freedom taken away from me has actually impacted me a lot more than I expected. So that's why I thought it was really important to share my tips for um, improving your productivity while you're working from home. So tip number one, and actually I'm not going to number them all because that would just be annoying and I'll forget what number I'm on. Tip number one is getting dressed for the office. So you don't have to be super formal in your work clothes. But if you do dress really casual, you will feel like you're having a day off. And then inevitably, you will end up um, watching Netflix all day. And you really won't be motivated to work. So it can even include putting on some makeup, some mascara, just a lipstick. um, Put on a nice t-shirt. It doesn't have to be restrictive. You don't have to be wearing your suit. But just be presentable. The additional benefit as well is that you're ready to then be seen online. So if you are self-employed or you've got your own business, this is obviously really helpful um, when you want to grow your business. So being online, especially now, actually, there are almost all of my clients have an increase in sales online at the moment. And it's because more people are spending more time online. They are watching stories. They're more they're just online a lot more than on their iPhone. So getting in front of people now to grow your business is great. Number two, I mean, I said I'm not going to number them, but I've proceeded to number them. Let's see how long this lasts. Number two is to create a vibe. So if you're new to working from home, it will be a surprise how quiet and how isolating it can become. 
the quick chat that you are having when you have your coffee or at the water filter, it's not there anymore. So what I do is as I'm about to start the day, I make a coffee, I light a candle or a diffuser, um, I try and put it in like a really uplifting sense, something citrusy for me works really well and that energizes me. Then I put on Spotify, I've got an office playlist that I follow, that way it's not too shouty. Um, it's relatively relaxing in the sense of, you know how some music just gives you like a massive headache? <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But this office playlist, and I'm pretty sure that's what it's called is the office playlist, is relatively calm and not too disturbing. Great background music. I find that the act of kind of lighting the candle, having my coffee, um, putting on the music gets my brain into the mindset of working because I do that every single day before I sit down and that reminds me that I'm in a routine. This is my work routine. Number three is to follow a schedule. You don't go into the office whenever you feel like waking up and so if you're going to be working from home, you need to maintain that. You don't want to just wake up at 10 and then start work. So if your office hours were 9 to 5 or 8 till 4, stick to those hours. Make sure that you're up and ready to go exactly if you were heading into the office. On that note, that also means you should take lunch at the same time every day and whether it's going for a walk or phoning a friend, uh, I really like FaceTime because then you see somebody's face <laughs> and when you're by yourself all day, actually having that human connection is really useful. Then what I try and do is exercise as soon as the day is done or if I'm not super busy, I schedule it as a meeting in my calendar. Um, I've got a home workout plan. I actually follow, I don't know if you guys have heard of Beachbody. I use their online program. I find it really great. And then I can just choose a workout that I want to do. Otherwise, YouTube has heaps. So if you were going to the gym before at five o'clock or straight after work, try and now line that up so you're still doing the same thing. Number five. Or am I on number four? See, this is why I didn't do this, but I did do it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, number four, take breaks. So like I said, make sure you're taking your lunch break. But the flip side of that is actually make sure you're taking it away from your desk or where you've created your workspace. So sit in the garden or on your balcony, have your lunch outside, try and get some direct sunlight. Um, staring at a screen all day, we all know it's not great for your soul. So just going outside really just gives you that fresh air and that clarity. The same is the case if you're having a coffee break. So normally what I do is I get up from my computer, put the kettle on, and I give myself five minutes to just check social media or read a magazine and try and really follow what I would do in an office as well. Um, Again, those breaks, they really help. The other thing to consider is when you actually are working from home, often on the basis you're focused, you actually can be more productive because you're not speaking to colleagues all the time and you're not having people walk up to your desk. So it might be necessary to actually shorten your work day. But again, play it by ear and just keep a track because there is no point of sit sitting at your desk for the sake of it because you will get a bit depressed. 
Uh, number five is have a designated workspace. So for me, I actually have a home office and I'm really fortunate and I've set it up in a way that everything is very easily accessible and it caters to my daily needs. But if this is new to you or if this is a temporary solution, make sure that you do have a dedicated workspace that you set up every day. Even if that is working from the dining room table and you have to set it up and put it away at night, having the area set up in a consistent way so your laptop or computer is always in the same place, you have your mouse in the same place, your coffee in the same place, it really helps boost that productivity and it makes you remember, okay, well, I sit here now, it's time to do work. It's not a Netflix and chill. Use to-do lists. I love lists. I've, I mean, I feel like I discuss lists on almost every episode and blog post that I write, but I find lists amazing. When you first, I mean, to be honest, seven years in, when you work from home, you have full control how, how you spend your day. So you're responsible for your deadlines, for managing projects, utilizing um, your time effectively is really important because you have that freedom and it is, it's, it's scary when you get all this freedom. Not scary, maybe overwhelming because you suddenly have to decide how you spend your day. And to a certain extent, somebody was already deciding that. But I find tools like Asana and Google Calendar, they really help me keep on top of this. I do also have a traditional pen and paper list. Um, but Asana and Google Calendar, I usually set up projects in Asana specifically. And then I break down each task that's required and the due date that I need to get the project done by. And that then auto reminds me of this email should be sent, this graphic should be designed, follow up with the, this team member for this. Asana can be complicated. I like, there's other things like Trello. I prefer Asana, I just like visually how it looks, but you can also just use Google Calendar because it allows you to customize reminders and alerts and you just don't need to learn a new software right now. The next step is to chunk or batch tasks. So if you don't create a system, you really will flick between tasks and you'll never really achieve very much. Do you ever feel like, I often feel like sometimes I've spent the whole day looking at graphics or checking out a blog post or making sure this ebook is completed and I've then answered some emails and then I took a call and at the end of the day nothing is finalized like I've not really achieved anything so I found that sticking to one task at a time it really helps me stay focused and then gives me the sense of achievement so usually what I do is I chunk tasks so it's answer emails I give myself an hour for that invoicing clients or following up on invoices I allow an hour Updating social media, this is super important, but put a time stamp on that. So I only try and do 30 minutes because we all know social media is a black hole. I have um, Zoom meetings with like VAs or clients. I usually allow an hour for that. Creating client proposals, that can be up to two hours depending on the project. 
uh, researching potential clients if you're doing BD. I try and do about 30 minutes on that. It depends where I am at the stage of BD. Um, but having, again, that timeline, it A, lets me structure my day and B, stops me going down the rabbit hole. I also do find that pre-planning the night before is really, really useful because at the end of the day, I remember all of the things I need to do or what I didn't quite get done. Whereas when I sit down in the morning, I found that I don't really remember. <laughs> it's like starting again. I have to think, oh, where did I get to with this project? Who do I need to follow up? But just putting that list down at the end of the day before I close down, that is super helpful for me. I've got a couple of tips if you're working at home with kids. I don't have kids, so I have had to um, throw this one out there to my clients and friends who work at home with kids. And so they've suggested the following, so hopefully it's helpful. So arrange a sitter swap. So if you've got some other girlfriends that have children, try and um, get the one sitter to manage both of them or alternatively have them take your kids on a Monday and then you take their kids on a Tuesday, for example. And that way it's saving money, but it's giving you both the time to work on your business. Work in micro blocks. So I've obviously mentioned batching and chunking, and that was usually for one hour or 30 minutes or two hours. Whereas with children, you really, you have to schedule tasks for when they're doing quiet activities like reading a book or painting, something that doesn't require your 100% attention. So um, my friend suggested in micro blocks that when they're doing reading time, you then do emails. And if they're having a nap, you will then say do client calls, something like that. They also suggested that kids fall asleep in the car. So what they've found is they go for a drive to get the kids asleep in the car and they take their laptop with them and then they park outside a coffee shop, get a quick takeaway coffee and then use the cafe Wi-Fi and work from their car. Again, you've got to do what you've got to do. And that to me is just genius. They have also suggested walking meetings. So you're taking your kids out for a walk to the park and you then have calls while they're walking or in the pram um, and or catching up on emails as well. So those are a few tips with kids. Hopefully they are helpful as well. Hopefully getting through this, like it's such a tricky time, but getting through this tricky time, these tips can help you. If you do have any of your own tips, please, DM me on Instagram at resting underscore boss underscore face and I'll share them with my audience because I know for a lot of people right now it's scary, it's unknown and I just think if we can all help each other it's just going to have a much better effect on the outcome. Hopefully, like I said, it's been helpful and I'll speak to you again next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Resting Boss Face, the podcast. Make sure you visit restingbossface.com forward slash latest for your free ultimate startup blueprint. 
Inside the interactive workbook, you're going to find out how to gain clarity on where you want to take your business, understand your ideal customer, create a plan for sales, attract customers with valuable content, and build a community of raving fans. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe and leave a rating. And if you're more of a social butterfly, please screenshot and share this episode on Instagram. Make sure you tag me. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye.